Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel. Here is your guide on this journey, Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. This is the podcast that makes you a better car washer and a slightly better human being. In this week's episode, we've got a special conversation for you. This is a state of the industry update featuring ICA President Justin Alford and ICA Chief Executive Officer Eric Wolf. This was recorded at the Car Wash Show 2023 in the Car Wash Magazine Live studio. And in the next few weeks, we're going to be sharing some great conversations held in that studio. Specifically, we're going to be talking to a few of our champions. Now, ICA champions are companies who believe in what we do at ICA, and they believe in being a leader in providing their perspectives and insight into what's going on in this industry without making it about selling their product or their service. And we love that. Once we get through those episodes, we're then going to give you a fantastic episode about our two Car Wash Hall of Fame inductees this year, industry legends Manuel Manny Lozano and Frank Dorsa. So today we are recapping the show a little bit, along with some great information about the state of the car washing industry. And tomorrow, we give you our first Champions Conversation with Gallup Brush. Enjoy. All right, everybody, here we are. This is the final day of the Car Wash of 2023. My name is Matt DeWolf. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer for the International Car Wash Association. Thank you so much for joining us over the last several days here for what has truly been a record-breaking show for us. Just to come back to the numbers a little bit on why this is a record-breaking event. More than 190,000 square feet on this trade show floor. That's the largest ever. More than 421 exhibiting companies. Largest ever. More than 9,000 attendees. Top two ever. So this has been an incredible show. Um, You all are a big part of that. And I just want to say thank you for spending the last three days with us. I hope that you've had a lot of really great connections with folks and you found some really great ideas and inspiration. Um, The good news is that it's not done yet, all right? So uh, we've got for you, coming up right now, 30 minutes of state of the industry conversation, and and we've got uh, ICA CEO Eric Wolf and ICA President Justin Alford, who are going to spend some time answering some questions, having some general conversation about what's going on in the car wash industry. Guys, I give you the stage. Thank you, Matt. And by the way, first of all, amazing you've got a voice left. You've done an awesome job up here for three days, so thanks for doing that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll do that, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping, Justin, you've got some gas left in the tank. It's been a busy three days. It has. I mean, what an honor to be here. What an honor to be a part of such a great organization. And this year, the show just had a great feel to it. I mean, this, I, the, they're all good to me because I've been coming since for many years, but this one really felt great. Yeah, yeah. Well, great. Well, let's, let's, if you don't mind, before we talk about industry, we might touch on the association a little bit too. Um, give us, if you would, a little bit of a recap because there's folks watching who weren't with us last night, probably at that Hall of Fame celebration. Will you talk about these two gentlemen just and give us a, a sense of how that went and who they are? Sure. Manny Lozano and Frank Dorsa, they've been industry icons for many years. They're out of the San Jose area, Palo Alto, San Jose area. And they've done so many amazing things throughout their lives. And uh, just hearing their stories one after another, I don't think we can make a reality show and people may not even believe it. So, um, you know, Manny was uh, 
from uh, the San Jose Palo Alto area, and he tells a story. He came from immigrant families, and they worked many years and settled in the Bay Area in the 30s and ended up building a car wash in the 50s, and um, it's probably the highest price real estate in the country right now where it sits on an acre and a half, and he washes probably more cars than anybody you can imagine. And uh, just a great family, great people. And, and Frank Dorse uh, is another one. This is in the San Jose area, and he built a, a car wash. It's a copy of the Delta Queen River boat on Mississippi River and turned it into a car wash. And um, the places are immaculate. I've, I've been there many times. I know those gentlemen. And um, his dad was actually one of the founders of the Lego Maego Waffle and sold it to Kellogg many years ago. So what a great family, what a great honor to be a part of it. And I think it fits the, the theme or the feeling I got from the show. The last few years, the show seems like it's um, everybody was fear, what's going to happen, the private equity, the franchising. And you look back at these guys, Frank Dorsa franchised many years ago, had franchisees in Mexico City to Birmingham, Alabama. And, and um, today, I think uh, the show that we just witnessed here, I felt a lot more individual operators. I felt a lot more local people. And, and it feels good because to me, that's what the industry is about. We help each other. We respect each other. And uh, there's a place for the new industry, the private equity, but there's a place for an owner, individual operator who wants to get in the car wash business and work hard and be successful. I think you look to these two gentlemen and see their lives and, and Manny's 93 and Frank's in his 80s and say, wow, we've been through some tough times, we've, but there's a lot of great times ahead. There's a lot of runway ahead and really exciting to be a part of that. Yeah, it was a great reminder of the heritage of the industry and and we've got still that heritage here. That's the DNA of the industry. And then a lot of new things happening we'll talk about in a second. But for a minute, let's talk a little bit about Benny's, about your organization. Um, there might be some people who don't know the story. Give us a profile of your company, if you would, when y'all started. Sure. We started in 1951. My grandfather did. Um, he was a traveling locksmith. And we started really in Pensacola, Florida. But he has a twin brother. And his family had settled in, in uh, Baton Rouge and in in 53, he moved to Baton Rouge. We've been there ever since. So we have nine car washes, nine tunnels. We have uh, three gas stations. We have six oil changes, roughly 400 team members. And um, my dad is past president, a member of the Hall of Fame. And our, our, our vacations growing up were coming to the car wash convention. So this is our family here. When I look out in the room here and look out at the vendors and it's just like having a family reunion, and uh, it's so important to our family. It's so important to my kids now and all of us, and uh, very proud to be here, very proud of this industry, and want to see it to continue. And, and this year really felt great, and um, looking forward to next year already. I'm sorry this show probably wasn't much of a vacation for you like those early years, but thanks. We put you to work a little bit when you're the board chair, and appreciate Justin doing that. Let's talk about the show a little bit, because um, that sets a, that sets the tempo a little bit, or reflects the tempo of the industry, I should say. So, um, as you've walked around here the last couple of days, what's catching your eye or your ear? So it might be things, but also conversations with people. How would you describe this, where the industry is at today, based upon being here in Las Vegas? You know, I was really excited about Innovation Alley. Um, I thought that was wonderful. Walked through it twice, three times actually yesterday, and I'm going to go again when we leave here. You know, there again, when you look at private equity and big companies coming in and out, and I'm still a local mom and pop guy at heart, and not that these were local mom and pop companies, but a chance to feature new ideas and innovation. And uh, there's some really cool stuff over there. If you haven't been yet, I, I would suggest going over there. 
and so excited to feature them. I think the, the ICA did a wonderful job this year featuring new companies and uh, the new investor seminar on Sunday and all of those things. And we're, we're welcoming everybody. I think the industry has, is, is great for the large and the small. And uh, just walking the show floor, um, of course, everybody, some people had a wet first quarter, and that's just car washing. You have to deal with the weather. But um, more than ever, I saw a lot of individual operators out here this year and uh, a lot of positive feedback. Like I said, this show just felt good. I know we're in a world that lives off of data and lives off numbers, and we're always looking to, that, to those things to validate what we're doing. But it's hard to put a price on just walking around the show and just feeling good, and it felt good. And, and last night's event was, was one of those, and, and even the seminars. And the seminars were full, and we had some really great speakers. And uh, I'm just, I'm, what I'm torn with is which one to go to. And um, I looked at the list, and boy, it's, they're all great. And then the ones I attended were fantastic and great information. And um, that plane ride home is always a long ride because you don't know what to think about. You're trying to process everything, and you're trying to think of what you got out of the show. And I see some of our team members in the audience here this morning. And when we get back, we're going to have a little huddle and say, hey, what did you learn? What did I learn? And we try to divide and conquer and go to different seminars and yeah. see what we can come up with. But um, overall, the show felt great. Uh, I think we're going to build off of this for the whole year, and I'm, I'm already looking forward to Nashville. Well, you mentioned the new companies, and it is interesting when you think about the last five years, the amount of consolidation that's been happening. But it's not just one story, right? There's not, there's not just one model. There's not just private equity-backed companies washing cars. There's not just major supplier platforms. There's also new, right? There's, there's, there's new private. There's new mom and pops coming in. There is. And so we've got, I think it's over 100 new exhibitors. It's the most number of exhibiting companies we've ever had at the show, which you'd think there'd be less companies as everything consolidates. So as you think about, that's what the floor looks like, but when you think about the industry, what, where do you think we're at right now with this mix of, is it all going in one direction in your mind, I guess I could ask? Or do you think there is still space for private equity, mom and pop, uh, listen, convenience, right, retailers look like it's a renewed interest in this space. How do you describe what's happening and where do you think it's headed? Well, I'm a student of history. Uh, I love history. I read a lot. And um, if you look back, this, in a lot of ways, it's not new. I mean, I, I think of shows we went to in the 70s and there were shows that the, the floor, floor at that time was dominated, you know, by Hannah or Ballinger. And you look now and you got Sunnies and NCS and and also the oil companies. The oil companies have had a history in the car washing industry since it was started. And um, they kind of go in and out. In the, in the late, early 90s and mid-90s, Embay Automatics. I mean, uh, PDQ laser washers were everywhere. They were building them like crazy. And the, and the oil companies were in the car washing space. Then they transitioned. A lot of the big companies, Shell, Exxon, they sold off all their units. And so it's a tidal wave. And the tidal wave is kind of flowing back in. And, and they're... They're interested in the car wash space. The petroleum marketers had a fantastic year last year in the last couple of years, and they have a lot of cash, and there's a lot of talk of electric vehicles and their industry changing. And we do visit, we do go attend the NAC shows as well and, 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 and active in the petroleum space. So it is a tidal wave, and right now they're interested in the car washes coming up again. And I hear Shell Oil Company, and I know BP bought some, some large retail operations recently. So they're coming back into space. And, and uh, it's exciting, you know, it's, it's kind of doing a 360. Another thing I noticed today too, there is still more than ever 
all the branches of our industry. I think Inbay Automatic, there was some fantastic Inbay Automatics on the, on the floor this year. Self-service, I have several friends in the self-service business had a record year, um, full service. The ones that are left and, and can handle the labor are big success stories. So I think the industry is, is changing and uh, I think there's room, like I said earlier, for private equity as well as individual people. And um, this thing is changing, and, and I think definitely for the better. And we have some great future ahead of us. There's a lot of cars on the road. There's a lot of vehicles to be washed. Um, the, the public looks higher on car washing today than it ever has in its past. And that's an exciting number. In the 90s and the 80s, you remember probably, we were talking about home car washing was our biggest competitor. Right. And it's, that's not the case anymore. People trust professional car washings. We have a great industry. And even for the staff and the people, you look at the, the staff that works at our places. 20 or 30 years ago, if you raised your hand and said, I worked at a car wash, you may look down upon, and that's just not the case anymore. Um, it's made a lot of people very wealthy. It's made a lot of people respectable. And um, it's just exciting times. And I think the future is really bright ahead for us. As normal, you were pretty humble in your introduction of your company and description. You know, this, uh, for those who don't know, Benny's is the originator of the Express Exterior concept. And I don't even want to hazard a guess of how many people have come to visit you and you and your father have taken time with to talk about car washing, how much competition you've created for yourself, but how much growth greater you've created for the industry, your family. And so how have those conversations changed? So when people came and visited you in the 90s or the early 2000s, you talked about the industry to them versus today. When someone's coming fresh and they're saying, I wonder if I should get into this business, how do you talk about that? What, maybe, what are a few bullet points that you give them for ideas or strategies to be successful in this environment? That's a great question. And we did start our first Express Wash. We opened in 2001. And, and we just put a bunch of ideas together just to clear that up. You know, we went to... Germany in 1996 and visited Mr. Wash and saw the free vacuums. We visited Delta Sonic. We visited uh, quality car wash to Essenbergs and traveled the crew car wash and Mike's. We went all over the country and looking at exterior. And at the time, full service was the main model. And we were big in the full service since 1951. And we saw the oil companies washing exterior and said they've been very successful with it. Why don't we try this? And, and we did. And it has an in we always help people. You know, this is our friends. These are our families. So anybody who calls me today and says, love to come visit your car wash, we're always happy to visit. Some conversations has changed different. It depends who calls now. If you get a guy from a, a private equity firm in New York, he's asking different questions than a, an individual who wants to get in this business. So it depends on that way. But for both sides, um, you still got to run these car washes. And I think that's always been the challenge. It's still a people business. I know we've change the labor model somewhat to express with the pay stations and gates. But at the end of the day, uh, just like a Starbucks or anything, it's people and you got to develop people. So my advice for an individual looking to start a car wash or a private equity chain of, 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 with loads of money wanting to get in this space, do your homework, do your due diligence and uh, be smart about it because the risk is higher. The cost, my grandfather also often told me he's, I think he spent $15,000 to build his first car wash. That won't even cover their attorney fees to close the, the land on the car wash today. So it's a riskier business now. You need to do your homework. And we, we don't want car washes to fail. We want, we want everybody to succeed. So please do your due diligence. Ask around. Come to the ICA. It's a, a wealth of resources out there. You look at the LEAD program. You look at all the, the, 
the car wash, Matt DeWolf, and, and there's so much information out there that you can get and do your homework. I really suggest doing that because it's so important. You talk about a reminder that you've got to run these things. I mean, automation's incredible, but you still have to run them and train your people and, and all those basics that you figured out, your family's figured out over generations now. Sure. Um, it's, it's interesting that it seems like from maybe November of December of last year through Q1, we hadn't been talking about weather in this industry for a while. I, I wonder if some of us began to think, oh, subscriptions will cure everything, right? And, and you remember that uh, even though probably, I'm going to guess, maybe half of industry revenues on Express at least are from subscriptions. Some companies are doing 80% plus subscription revenue. Sure. Um, that weather still matters. So uh, to fill the top of the tunnel with a funnel with new transactional customers, um, what do you think, though, at the store level? Where are we in terms of health? As you look out at the industry, do you think store profitability is still strong? Do you think that the, our stores are in a good position? Setting aside, everyone's capitalized differently. Sure. Everyone's got different debt or equity partners or whatever it might be. But how do you think our stores are doing across the industry right now? I think it's pretty healthy. I, I did hear some, including ourselves, rumbling at the quarter, this first quarter. Uh, the Northeast and the Midwest did not get the snow that they're used to, and they, they really count on that salt in March and February and January to give them a boost. And you're correct. We have trans, we, we've gone to a subscription model, and you still need well, You still have to wash these cars, and, and we've learned at this show we had so many seminars on subscriptions and stuff, and if the number one thing to keep people in a subscription is they need to use it. And if it's raining, even with a subscription, not everybody comes in, so, so you do lose those. So weather is still a factor for sure. And I think for store health, I think there's some really healthy ones out there. I, I'm a little concerned about the cost of building. Um, now you hear six, seven, eight million, right. $10 million to build a car wash. The break even has changed. I mean, there, there's no question. Five to 10 years ago, when you could build a location for two, three million, um, I'm not very good in economics, but it doesn't, take a genius to figure out that the break-even has changed. And the cost of labor is a real number. We saw that in our company last year. When you're paying someone $15, $17, $20 an hour, that number will never go back down. It's not like I can go tomorrow and say, all right, the economy's changing. Um, we're bringing you $10. It doesn't work that way. So that number will stay elevated. And uh, that's, that number's real. Now, materials, hopefully, if you look at throughout history, uh, raw materials can go up, raw materials can go down. We watch concrete a lot. We watch steel. We watch those numbers. They're still high, and they haven't really moved. And, and I was hoping we would get a little bump in that. That hasn't changed. But that number can change. But for the foreseeable future, doesn't like the cost of buildings going to go down. We know labor's not going to go down. And uh, that's still really important. The health of the industry is strong, and I think the good locations – are going to do well. I do see some areas of the country that are really building fast. And I, I know our area, I see um, we had, what, uh, 16 car washes in 2010, tunnel car washes. I think by the end of this year, I can't keep up fast enough because so many are being built. I think there's going to be 60. And uh, our population wow. has not really increased that much. It's a, a metropolitan area between 650 and 700,000 people. So that number does make you wonder, is there a number where there is saturation? Look at some of the seminars that Ryan Essenberg and Paul Fazio talked this week about industry, how they still think there's a lot of runway to go and more people are washing cars and it's a convenience and, and it feels good and all those things. But at some point when you look at a road, there's a place in Houston, Texas, you can stand on a corner, in all four corners, you can see a car wash. You got to wonder, 
um, is that a real problem? And, and to me, with the cost of getting in there, it's risky. So I think there's a, a, a little bit of a reset going on right now. I think some of the private equity companies that are in the industry right now are looking and say, wait a minute, uh, maybe we do need to do a little more research on the sites we pick. Um, we bought a lot of sites for the last five years, and I think there's going to be a little more strategizing this year is what I can see. But um, I see some, but I'd also see some individuals getting into business and some areas that that are maybe under car wash that, that, that have some opportunity. So it's going to be an exciting, fun year. Speaking of economics, wasn't Manny's comment last night great about, I don't know what Yuri is talking about, but they were washing cars for 99 cents and paying 85 cents an hour. And his line was, and everybody was happy. <laughs> that was just perfect. It, that is a great line. And it kind of sums it up. And, and there again, for me, this, this presidency this year and looking at this show, I don't know if there was a theme out there, but the theme was looking at Manny and Frank when uh, thinking about what we were going to talk about last night and talk about today. It's just, it is a cycle. And, and the wisdom from those guys, and, and I heard my grandfather talk about it, things were simpler back then in a lot of ways. There was no credit cards. There was no credit card fees. It was cash. Um, the world had a different approach to things. And, and I do think of the difficulties we face in the public now. You say one thing wrong and and uh, you could be quote unquote canceled or they go on Facebook, they go on Twitter and they air all their grievances with these businesses nowadays. And is it fair? No, but it is reality. And, and so Manny's comment was right spot on. It was simpler back then. You show up, yeah. you knew your customers, you shook hands. Now I tell them our customer riding through the car wash, you see it all the time, is will barely put down their cell phone long enough to do the pay stations and speak to you. They pull out a bucket of chicken, they have their cell phone open, and they have a tablet next to them trying to drive through the car wash, get it a neutral and foot off the brake, like Matt DeWolf says all the time. And, and it's, it's a different world, and even our employees have changed so much. They, uh, they communicate differently. My kids, I mean, they don't know how to pick up a phone and call someone, and, and it's, it's a really different time. I think back in the 80s and 90s, we would have three or four cashiers working, answering phones, and now we're, we're thinking about how do we answer Twitter, how do we answer Facebook, how do we answer things. But with that said, it comes down to people, it comes down to communication, and uh, Manny and Frank are spot on, and if anybody needs uh, a mentor or a story to follow, follow those guys. You can really learn a lot and watch the video that they had because um, they, they've been through these things, and uh, they have some great wisdom out there, and they're personal friends of mine, and uh, I'm honored to be a part of this celebration last night. One more question about industry, and then I want to ask a little bit about your time as uh, board chairman with ICA. But as you look out, without betraying any names of companies, you've got a, a deep network, and not, you don't have to spotlight a company. But what do you think the smartest retailers, smartest car wash operators are focusing on right now? So as you look out and you know, subscriptions we've talked about and training and there's M&A has slowed a bit. But what do you think that those who will be still winners maybe five years from now, where is their attention today? That, that is a great question. And um, a, 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 a private equity person came to me the other day, actually it was the operator who sold out to private equity and said when he was running his company, every discussion was about his staff, his team member, how do we get a cleaner car? Now that he's still part of a private equity company sold out, every discussion is how many locations do we have, how many are in the pipeline, and how fast can we get it built? They don't discuss necessarily staff, team members. So I think the ones that are doing it right 
instead of just talking about number of locations and how fast can we grow, or having discussions, how do we make sure people are happy? How do we make sure our staff is happy? How do we make sure that we're getting the cleanest car, fast, dry, and efficient that they can? I think that's the ones that are gonna really win and gonna excel in the future. Those are discussions we have every day, all the time. A number of locations is important to some people and it is to us as well, but uh, we're not out to build locations to have numbers. And um, I hear somebody say they wanna have 100 car washes built in the next year. I said, well, great, you have 100 people that can run these. We do not. We have a pipeline to train. We have a pipeline to develop people, but I don't wanna out uh, kick our coverage is a term that they use in football. And I wanna make sure that we're, we have the right people in the place and we open a new location that we're set up for success. We have the team ready to go, the facility ready to go. When that customer comes in, they're getting the highest quality they can do. And, and, and the ones that are focusing on those things, I think will succeed in the future. And the ones that aren't, they're gonna have a rough road ahead of them, whatever business you're in, right? Great answer, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so let's talk about ICA. You've uh, been president since Jan 1. Uh, you've made it through the show just about in a few hours. You'll be have cleared this hurdle. How has that experience been? What are you excited about that ICA is doing? What would you want people to know about the organization that you lead? You know, that, that I keep saying it, but that is a fantastic question because as president, you know, there again, I've met so many wonderful people in working with the staff of the International Car Wash Association. And most people sit in the audience and they come to the show. They don't really realize the logistics that's involved with putting on this, this show. And the things that are behind the scenes, we, there's terms out there called PFAST. And there's things that are going on behind the scenes that they don't maybe necessarily mean anything to an operator sitting in the audience. But they're real issues that the association is dealing with. And I think more than ever, and this is the truth, the ICA is so important. And if you're not a member, you need to be because... They are the voice. There's, there's bills coming up all the time in our legislatures and the houses and local state issues we dealt with, things on sales tax issues over the years we dealt with. Water is still an issue. I know the West had a lot of rain this year. Water is an issue. Uh, there's talks of banning natural gas in the state of New York, and I think they got together and they, they, they temporarily got some stuff. But all of these are real issues that we have to deal with. And as our industry grows, just like the petroleum industry did with gas stations, and uh, I don't want to say a target gets on your back, but they're looking at those things. And so there's so many logistical things with the show. There's so many great opportunities to learn from, and I think we have to keep this association strong. And, and I'm, I'm just not doing this, but Eric and his staff are truly amazing. They work hard. They really care about us. There's not a day that goes by when something comes up, Eric texts the board. He keeps them very well informed. And the board is all volunteer. Yep. It's made up of operators as well as suppliers. And they care about this association. And I think it shows when you look at this show today and you look at the seminars put on. And, and that hats off to, to the board of directors and Eric and his staff. And I can't say more wonderful things about them than I did. It's really important. And I think it's important that you support this organization because um, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I know what a great team run by this, this board and this executive director and this staff, we're gonna make it through it. That's kind of you to say thanks. You're Thank welcome you very Eric. much. And it's a great team that puts this together beyond even our staff. This week there's literally probably hundreds of people working to make this whole thing go. So thank you. Sure. Um, I'm gonna steal a Matt DeWolf line. He ends his weekly videos with this one thing you can do today to be better tomorrow. Am I paraphrasing that 
correctly. Um, what do you think you're going to take out of this show and this experience? When you head back to, I know you've got a, a wedding coming up of a good friend in Washington. Nate's sure. wedding is coming up uh, soon. But uh, when you get back to Baton Rouge and start getting back together with your team, what's something you'll take out of this experience that you'll want to bring to them? Well, that's great. Yeah, congratulations to Nate Harris and my friend Brett Benderson and everybody is going to help celebrate Nate's wedding. And there again, it, it's the family aspect that these people are my best friends and, and we, we share a lot together. And I look forward to that. When I get back home, first, I'm gonna, we're going to get back to washing cars. There's, to me, if I'm having a bad day, I go outside and look at the cars coming through and talk to our staff and the days get brighter all of a sudden, even if it's raining, when you see cars going through and you just look at amazement. I mean, you put a car on a conveyor and you see rollers pop up or if it's a belt and the soap starts spraying and I, there's a car wash has a distinct smell. So the first thing I'm gonna do when I get home, I'm gonna walk through our locations like I always do and tell our staff hello, tell them how proud I am of them and tell our customers how thank them. And, and that's what I'm gonna do. And um, we're going to get together as a team and talk about what we saw at Innovation Alley and saw at the booths. And we have a lot of eyes. We brought, I think, a staff of 15 here, and that's a lot of eyes that can, can see and learn from it and um, start planning. And execution is everything. And it's great to talk about stuff, but execution is where the, the pavement hits the, the road hits the pavement, I guess you would say. And we're going to start working on execution and keep moving forward and um, hope to have a really good year. We're excited. I hope you do. I know you will. Thanks for a great show, Justin. Last night, nobody's done it better, by the way. You were amazing <laughs> at you. that award ceremony. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure working with you. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for your time this morning. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.